0: Kia ora and welcome to this month's Tech Bytes, where I, Craig Young, the CEO of Two chat to a digital leader in Aotearoa. And this month, we're talking to Lee Timutimu, founder of Timatiro, the Maori Tech Association. I hope you enjoy this month's Tech Bytes. Well, kia ora everyone and welcome to this month's Tech Bytes, uh, where I get Craig Young, CEO of Two get to sit down and just have a chat with uh, some someone that's a digital leader in New Zealand. And today, I'm thrilled to be talking to my friend and colleague, Lee Timutumu. So kia ora, Lee. Uh, you're a very busy man with all the things that you have in hand um, and over the years, uh, you know, apart from your day job. And so um, would you mind introducing yourself a little and and what you're involved with now?
1: Yeah, kia ora, Craig, and uh, thanks for the opportunity to have a cordial today. Um, I really appreciate it. Um, so... Uh, I, I am a man of many portaio hats, um, and I guess um, currently I am the founder of Te Matarau, uh, the Māori Tech Association. Uh, I'm also a co-founder of Te Hāpuri Matihiko, which is a community for all Māori working in digital and tech. Uh, I'm also the co-founder of Kumāri Hangaro, which is a rangatahi tech summit uh, that's been going for about five years now. So... Uh, yeah, basically my jam is I work in the advocacy and, I guess, leadership space within the Māori DT community, and it's something that I've uh, fallen into, I guess, <laughs> over the years by default, um, but it is a responsibility that I take uh, very seriously, uh, and I'm sure we'll unpack a little bit more uh, of the of the story behind that um, in a wee while. So uh, I was born and raised in Catania, but I currently live in Hamilton with my wife and four kids um and uh just in terms of my background um career wise i've worked 20 plus years in it uh primarily the it support services space uh which i've enjoyed uh the last seven years i have been an entrepreneur so running my own tech company and um so that's kept me busy as well so yeah heaps going on oh awesome
0: um well can we go back to the beginning because um, I like to talk to leaders about you know their journey as the way through, and 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 everyone has their story on how they get through. But as a young Maori Tane, you know what encouragement did you get going to go into a tech role? You know, basically, what got you started in that
1: space? Yeah, that's an excellent question, and and something that um, yeah, it's. it's uh... I share the story quite a bit um, when I'm out and about in the community, just talking about um, the work I do, but also uh, where I started. I actually randomly fell into IT, um, believe it or not. So, uh, at high school, I was fairly academic, um, but I was um, sort of focused on the uh, business subjects, so accounting and economics. So. I had no interest whatsoever in digital or technology. Um, this is going back some years, uh, of course. Um, and I definitely did not see um, any pathways uh, at the time. I was a young, a young lad. So uh, I fell into IT through radio broadcasting. As oh. the short version. yep. So I come from a radio broadcasting background. Um, kind of uh, took on some administration operational roles uh, within that. And move sideways into tech from there. Um, started out systems admin type type work, then moved into the IT support services uh, space. Um, you know, answering phones, fixing computers, uh, desktop support, and all that all that kind of stuff. Um, and I found a real um, uh, passion for it because it combined my love of uh, people, um, uh, creating relationships interacting with human beings, and also my love and passion for helping people. So, you know, helping them solve problems was, uh, was, was something that I was really, uh, really interested in. And so I, I basically went from there. So it's not your atypical pathway, I would say. And, and, and the only comment I'd make on that is, um, yes, it was a, a kind of a haphazard random way of falling into the uh, tech uh, sector. Um, there weren't many uh, role models uh, or Māori at, the, at that time. This is going back 25 years now. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it was pretty lonely space. And um, and, I'm, and I know we're going to talk a little bit more about that shortly.
0: So. Mm. Mm. Well, I mean, that's fascinating because I, I too, I did accounting and economics at university. I'm a chartered accountant, did it for 18 months, realised it was really boring and got into... into IT and telco, so (laughs) there's some similarities there. Um, So, well, let's go. Let's delve into that a little bit. About you know, you're working as a young Māori. You said there weren't many there. There weren't many for you to look up to. You know, what was it like working in that sector as a young Māori uh, when you started?
1: Yeah, so visibility was pretty poor in terms of other uh, Māori in the space in the sector at the time. Um, This going back, uh, yeah, well over 20 years now, and. Uh, although things have improved in terms of uh, representation of Maori the tech, sector, I think the latest um, Digital Skills Report um, says that's increased from 4.1 to 4.8%. Maori representation in tech at the minute still woefully underrepresented, yeah. of course. But I would say back back then when I was just starting out, it was it was even it was worse. Um, there was probably a handful of Maori that I knew of, like huh. in New Zealand. <laughs> that we're working in IT roles as well and we all know each other yeah. uh, today which is pretty cool and it's uh, you know it's pretty cool but um, definitely wasn't enough Maori um, uh, back then uh, I, I can't I couldn't really say why but um, again if I was to look at my experience um, I didn't really have those the opportunities or potential career pathways into digital and tech uh, when I was a young and um, they weren't really presented to me in high school so I didn't really know about them, and I think um, we've made some improvements in terms of um, you know showing our uh, Akuanga Māori or our Māori students today uh, into those into that DT um, world, uh, and also pathways into uh, digital and tech. But a lot more work could be done. Um, but back then, mate, there was very few of us. Very few of us. In fact, like I said, I could probably name them all on one hand. Like, that's how how severely underrepresented it was back then.
0: So then, you know, you start, you get into this stuff. As you said, you fall into it. (laughs) So then what does a journey look like that takes you from an IT support person to being an entrepreneur, um, founding a number of Maori tech focus groups? And can you just talk us through, you know, some of the important decision points that happened along the way? Yes,
1: I think um, as a starting point... uh, I think acknowledging and connecting into the, um, the uh, attributes that my ancestors possessed. Um, and I didn't really know about this stuff, um, certainly not back early in my career. And what I mean is um, my ancestors were traditional navigators they used. Uh, the the stars and the oceans and the environment to navigate the Pacific highways and that takes take some that takes some level of technology and yeah. innovation and, and and even disruption in the way they think about um, you know problems and things that they're presented with to to enable them to uh, have the confidence to go out into the Pacific Ocean and and, and wayfind. So um, I didn't really think about that um, in my in my younger days, but now that I'm a little bit uh, more mature, and I've had a bit of uh, bit of experience working in IT. I now see that actually I'm just really uh, emulating what my ancestors were um, so many generations ago, and um, that they were they were definitely technologists and innovators. Um, they knew how to create uh, not not only leverage the technology of the time, but um, use innovation to you know, improve on those technologies and so um, today we use computers it's really just a different type of technology but uh, for the for the time anyway for now Um, but really just leaning into that um, the uh, characteristics and attributes that I've received from my ancestors through my through my genealogy and DNA is a really powerful um, uh, almost discovery for myself because like I said, I don't really think about those things when mm-hmm. I was younger. I didn't even really know DT was a thing or that it existed. I certainly didn't know that there were um a career or job pathways in tech that you know could could are, are well paying, should I say. And even today it's it's far, far better in terms of pay and whatnot. So I think um a couple of key milestone events in my in my pathway through tech anyway. Um I've worked with for corporates. Um before, um, I think I got to a place maybe ten years ago where I felt, oh, this is not really. I'm working for um, an organisation or corporate organisation where their values and beliefs don't necessarily align with my personal values and beliefs, and and not just as a Maori, um, not just as a Maori person, but you um, know, as someone that holds community um, um, uh, as an important part of. Uh, the work I do, both both personally and professionally. So I decided, well, you know, I can continue working for an organisation that uh, where our values just don't align, or I could go off and do my own thing, right? So Mm -hmm. this was where the entrepreneurial leap um, occurred, and that's going back maybe seven or eight years ago, founded my own tech company and sort of got into digital storytelling and whatnot. So that was kind of the first um, leap, I suppose. And I uh, went off and did that for uh, about six or seven years. And then about three years ago came another sort of milestone uh, moment for me anyway, personally, um, which led me into the leadership and advocacy, uh, Mahi Your Work. Um, and it was, um, I had I had a... I think it's, it's okay for me to share share, these, uh, uh, share this uh, today, but um, I had, a I guess, a public disagreement with ND Tech. And as we know, they're the um, uh, organizational body that represents largely the tech sector in New Zealand. And so um, that kind of, uh, we came through that uh, experience um, and came out the other end, myself personally, and I'd made the decision to found something, some group, some advocacy, um because I wanted to be a part of something. Now, understanding that we haven't had something like that, like the Māori Tech community hasn't had a, a group uh, for some time. I think the last attempt at bringing us together was the Māori Digital Forum, which was shelved. I think pre COVID, maybe 2018. Mm. So, mm. and me wandering around and uh, as an entrepreneur. Um, travelling the country, not, not only trying to develop and grow my business, but also meeting with uh, my peers in the Māori tech community, so having conversations with those people, informal and formal. Um, uh, I did that for quite a few years, and then I realised, hey, we don't actually have something we can jump on. Like, we don't have a group that we can turn to or, or, or subscribe to or buy into so that we can start supporting each other, because that was organically but informally happening anyway through... The process that I was doing, travelling the country and whatnot. So, um, I made the decision, uh, what two years ago, two, two years ago now, to uh, found and form Te Matarau, the Maori Tech Association. So that was a pivotal moment for me personally because that then, um, more or less by default, dropped me into a, a leadership role. Um, so I often refer to myself as a reluctant leader. Uh, it's not I'm not the person that's uh, in the workshop or room that puts their hand up to take the lead of anything to be honest um, I'm, I'm a missurva very analytical but I'm also uh, I like to support other people to to empower them to do you know what they need to do so that's where I found myself in a position of leadership um great um and so mm-hmm. yeah kind of just kind of just went from there and yeah. obviously founded oh. a couple of other communities over that time um, which I've already mentioned so I guess haphazardly fell, fell into that <laughs> leadership role too, right I definitely didn't plan for any of it. So, well,
0: well, let's talk about that. You know that those those specific issues in the tech industry at the moment, and the one that you know we we need to work on together. I mean, we know, and you already quoted the skills report. You know the sort of research that we have around the issue of um, well, la- lack of skilled staff in all areas of digital tech, and and not enough. Uh, women, Māori and Pacifica. So what sort of things do you think we as individuals, and then I'll ask you about the organisations, but let's start with individuals. What can we do as individuals to, you know, improve the situation?
1: Yeah, I've been thinking about this question, and it's an interesting one for many reasons, but I think for me personally anyway, my personal opinion is, I think we as individuals uh, need to decide what side of the DEI or digital inequity and inclusive inclusion um, uh, side of the fence we are, we stand, Mm. we stand, Uh, do we stand on the, we are committed to um, empowering uh, DEI and I um, generally speaking in our communities and then obviously within our organizations or our businesses, or is it not really something that we uh, buy into? And that's fine. That's absolutely, that's actually a decision, a Mm. decision to, that's not really important to me at the moment. I'll, I've got other things to focus on. So I think we have to make that decision as as individuals. What side of the equation do we sit? Because that's going to determine and then inform how we move forward. Um, and that's personally, but also into your community and then into your organisation and job uh, workspace. Um, it, you know, it kind of has to start from inside of you, I suppose. You know, yeah. Um, um from from a very humanistic basic. Um, point of view, that's my opinion. So um, I I know where I stand, um, and I live and breathe that uh, every day. Um, I'm trying to empower uh, our Māori communities within the Digitech space, but it could easily, that could easily be uh, applied to uh, the wider Māori communities, not just DT. So I know I'm focused on that today, but it's something that I could you know, easily. Um, and then sharing the experience and insights that I've um, gained, I guess, or had the privilege of gain over the last several years, working in my community, close with my community, and sharing those insights and experiences with other communities, like our Pacifica Tech community, our Women in Tech community, community, sorry, and being able to share and collaborate is, is also an important part of empowering uh, communities. Um, so relationship building is a big thing to me. Um, it's of all the skills and attributes that I possess, I think it's the one thing that I'll, I could pick out and say yeah. this is what I hang a lot of my passion and energy is in that relationship um, building. And it's very really important, as you would know as well, with the membership behind uh, you supporting the work that you do with two ends. So um, and also community and then community building obviously is important as well. And so. You know, there's heaps in it. Um, I think uh, what we can do uh, as organisations, businesses, and even corporates is, um, again, make the decision uh, where we stand on DE and I, and then make the commitment to implement and action um, those um, commitments and policies. Because I've said this before, you know, it's. don't let it be. Don't let it become. Don't let your policies become rhetoric. Don't allow them to be things that you've just printed on paper or you've just put on your website, and you're not actually actively putting some, proactively putting some mahi into mm-hmm. what you say you're going to do. Because that's that's the worst thing anyone could do, let alone an organisation, right? And so, I'm not pointing it at anyone out or any organisation. I just feel like if you're gonna if you're gonna commit to it, then do that. Um, but then you need to enact on those um, commitments. It's mm. really important.
0: And what would you say to an organisation like ours? You know, we're a broad church. We've all, we're, we're a users association. We're obviously committed to, uh, you know, increasing digital uptake in New Zealand. But if we made a decision to, you know, uh, do some work in this space, and you and I have talked about this, you know, how do we ally ourselves with organisations like Te where do you start on that sort of stuff, rather than you? Know, because I want to create something new.
1: Yeah, I think um, you and I have discussed this actually, and I think within that conversation we've already had is the is the solution, and that is reaching out, engaging, and creating a relationship. Right. So that's meeting with uh, our leaders within certain communities. So you and I have met, and that was on your prompt actually so mm-hmm. i i i i give you your credit for reaching out and and taking steps to actually start nurturing and creating relationships whatever that ends up looking like but honestly within particularly within maori and Pacifica communities establishing that trust relationship um, takes time uh, more importantly uh, coming together in person is also important and we did that mm-hmm. I, remember, I remember that so these are things that Uh, I appreciate, but also um, within Māori communities, we appreciate people coming to to meet with us, to have a kai, to have a cup of coffee and and that sort of thing, because it means so much more than just, you know, having a call or sending an email and saying, hey, how are we going to get around and how can we support, you know, and all that stuff. So um, I guess your actions, um, and I'm I'm not saying you, but um, the way that we... um, interact and create those relationships, especially at the front, is so very important. So I would say to anyone that's wanting to uh, sort of uh, engage with Māori and Pacific communities in particular, take the time, understand that it will take time. Um, if possible, do get out and go and, you know, spend some time uh, for kāi and kōrero and have that chat because that's the, that's the first it's the first step, really. It's, it's the first step in creating a long and enduring trust relationship, which is something that is really important in, in our culture. And hey, it's not a cultural thing anyway, is it? It's like it's 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 a human thing. Yeah. <laughs> like if I'm gonna uh, if I want to uh, you know uh, connect and engage with some person or someone or some organization, well, I would expect that. You know, I'm gonna go out and make take the time, mm-hmm. make the effort. And it shows that you, um, you know, you're genuine and serious about creating some sort of relationship.
0: Right? Well, let's, um, let's talk specifically for a moment around some of the work that you're doing in digital equity. You know, we know some of the mahi we've done together. We know there are several groups of, pe- of people that are struggling to get online. But with Te Mataro and the other things you've got going, you know, what are you involved in, mate? What are you doing? What specific things are, are you and those groups doing that's making an impact in this space at the moment?
1: Yeah, I think um, most importantly, we're creating uh, a familiar space for our community, for our people. Um, What what do I mean by that? It's creating a culturally safe um, community, uh, a place that we we can feel safe to be ourselves, to represent ourselves, uh, no matter what uh, uh, work we do within the digital technology uh, spaces. Um, So it's really around creating uh, space is around yes, it's advocacy and leadership, but it's a it's about creating space that um is um is is safe for our people to just be themselves because you know that that we, we hear there are challenges with Maori in particular that are working or even Pacifica for that matter, but Maori that are working in sector that are fight that find a lot of these corporate systems and environments culturally unsafe. Now that's that's a challenge in itself. Um, And it's actually um, critical to the ongoing success of Maori that are are looking to enter the tech sector, right? So it's one thing to pathway uh, Maori into tech, into a job. It's another thing to keep them there, to retain them, to keep them um, um, safe within that environment that often is not really uh, feels um, safe to 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 our people. So I think. Te and Te Hapuri matiko, uh, are really just creating um, those environments for our people to, to buy into, uh, to become a part of, to feel a sense of belongingness, um, and to feel a sense of community and connectedness, and these are all critically important things to our culture and to our people in the way that we uh, then support each other, the way that we collaborate with each other on, 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 on any number of you know, uh, work or initiatives or what have you, so um, it's it's not us. There's not specific streams of work. That's mm. what I'm trying to say. It's mm. it's really just creating space um, where people can go and exist and be themselves. Um, often, when they're trying to operate in the system, that's not actually um, safe for them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Goodbye. Um, well, uh, just a couple of things to finish up on. Let's let's go broader to finish on. I always ask this question of every digital leader I talk to in Aotearoa. Mm. You know what? So so asking you to look across the whole ecosystem now what big ideas should a country like ours focus on if we want to move up that digital competitive ladder
1: oh no, this is a million dollar question eh, correct? Yeah, I mean it is. there's a lot of there's a lot of uh there's a lot of discussion going on about how do we how do we get our uh country from uh let's be honest the primary, a primary uh, economy into a digital economy, and, and, mm-hmm. and you know, uh, we've seen the reports and uh, strategies that have come out of uh, the, uh, the pre- previous government for, for, for that matter, but um, and there's uh, a number of papers that have been written, um, tw- Twans have some wonderful uh, position papers that, that are awesome, by the way, Craig, so I really appreciate reading uh, other perspectives uh, on this important question, but uh, uh, honestly, uh, I try like, if I'd for me I try to I try to be a futurist thinker <laughs> I try to think into the future but I'm so I'm so well, it's not distracted but I'm so uh focused on the present but, and the things that are challenging us today that it's really difficult for me anyway personally I mean I, we've got some wonderful futurist thinkers in, uh, in our in, in our Maori community as well but I'm kind of a person that's thinking about what's happening now which will to support the general health and well-being of our people to be able to participate and represent in DT, um, to then be able to become um, the future thinkers of, of New Zealand, let alone the future thinkers of our Māori community. So um, I, I would love to say that uh, we need to <laughs> we need to consider things like AI, AI <laughs> dare I say, uh, which is a hot topic in itself. But I really, honestly, I, I will not, I, I really find it uh, difficult. To, and this is a conversation I have with myself all the time, by the way. I really find it difficult to think too far into the future when there's so much challenging us today, I guess, is the question. So I'm not actually answering your question, but to me it just really, it just really affirms that we have so much to do today us to be in a position in the next, especially our next generation, for them to be able to take us into the future. But we can't, we kind of can't get too far ahead of of ourselves, especially the Maori community, because one, we lack representation in the sector itself. We need to increase that. So if I were to say, what's the big picture thing for me at the moment, it's increasing, bottom line, increasing the number of Maori that are in DT. Yeah. Hey look it's been a, as
0: usual it's been a, a privilege and a pleasure to to um, have this koriru with you um, you know it's a fascinating time I mean we're talking today when the final rips will be returned on the election so we'll know today who the government is and, and then we are going to find out what shape it's going to come into, who's going to be the ministerial decision makers, all those sorts of things yeah. that are ahead of us before Christmas as well so look are there any last comments or thoughts you'd like to share before we finish up?
1: Um, no, I think, um, yeah, just coming back to the, uh, digital equity, um, uh, I guess, um, I think, um, yeah, it's something that, um, you and I are, are really, um, you know, strong supporters of empowering communities, uh, all communities, by the way, um, in terms of digital equity and. And really putting a lot more work into um, you know um, decreasing the, the the impacts of the digital, the digital divide and so affordable internet connectivity being a you know, one challenge that our communities face particularly our lower socioeconomic communities but i think ultimately for me as a community builder as a relationship builder i think it's really important for uh, key players uh, within the wider ecosystem. So mm. there's the two A's, there's the t- tomato, there's the telco, there's the NZ Techs, there's the ITPNZ, there's the you know who, whoever else. It's really important for us to uh, collaborate where we can to ensure that you know we 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 you know we we we're doing. Work today that's going to support the next generation of Kiwis coming through, uh, and so um, yeah, I really strongly feel that collaboration is key to solving a lot of the community, uh, the nation's challenges. Uh, mm-hmm. But also, collaboration is key across the ecosystem, particularly with the, the partners that are that are playing in that ecosystem. Um, so that we're all headed in the right direction, um, and, and I think that's something that I I always think about when um, you know, building partnerships and relationships yeah. with, uh, with others is really how, how can we work together to empower or amplify, sorry, the work that we're doing individually, but also to ensure that we're headed off in the same direction, I suppose. It's probably my last comment. Okay. All
0: right. Hey, thanks so much. I always appreciate your wisdom and the mana that you bring to all that we do together. Um, and, and, you know, it's a joy to have you, particularly in front of our people sometimes, and I'm sure that will happen again. And we'll look to do things again. So, um, I think on that note, we'll end this month's Tech Byte, Um and uh, we'll look forward to chatting to you again, Lee. So, uh, Matiwa.
1: Thanks, Craig.